Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Info at thesportscircus.com. That's info at thesportscircus.com. Drive your sales today by advertising with the Sports Circus. KCAA Loma Linda. 1050 AM. 106.5 FM. And now 102.3 FM. NBC News Radio, I'm Brian Shook. President Trump says the world will find out about the U.S. response to Iran's shooting down of an American military drone in the Persian Gulf. In remarks to reporters at the White House today, Trump insisted the unarmed drone was operating in international waters. Clearly, we have it all documented. It's documented scientifically, and they made a very bad mistake. A transcript of Hope Hicks' testimony on Capitol Hill shows that White House lawyers blocked her from answering questions 155 times. The former White House communications director testified before the the House Judiciary Committee in a closed-door hearing yesterday. There's some surprising testimony at the trial of a decorated Navy SEAL in San Diego. A prosecution witness who was granted immunity testified that he was the one who actually killed an injured teenage ISIS fighter in Iraq in 2017. The New Orleans Pelicans have selected Duke forward Zion Williamson with the first overall pick in the 2019 NBA draft. Brian Shook, NBC News Radio. California headline news today in San Diego, Navy SEAL Corey Scott, a prosecution witness, admits to being the one who stabbed a teenage prisoner, not Edward Gallagher. No word on what happens next in Gallagher's trial. An arrest has been made in the shooting death of a Sacramento police officer. 26-year-old Tara O'Sullivan was shot and killed Thursday while investigating a domestic dispute. She had been with the department less than 18 months. Sacramento police officials not prepared to identify the person arrested. The Central California Blood Center says they are in desperate need of donations. Officials say a combination of the usual donations plus the traumatic injuries and accidents that occur this time of year have left them short. Actor Mark Hamill says he wants Donald Trump's star taken off the Hollywood Walk of Fame and replaced by a star to commemorate actress Carrie Fisher. Hollywood Chamber of Commerce says they have no plans to do that. Increasing clouds the next two days along the southern coast and increasing winds in the deserts. Jeff Munn, California, Headline News. Change can happen when you choose it. You can choose treatment and change your addiction to opioids. Medication-assisted treatment, or MAT, is a proven treatment for opioid addiction that significantly reduces the rate of relapse. Covered by Medi-Cal, Medicare, and many private insurance plans, MAT is even available through primary care doctors. Choose a proven treatment option that's right for you. Learn more at choosemat.org and choose Change California. They say that if you want to know a person, you should walk a mile in their shoes. Same thing goes for tires. 
Lakes at Firestone knows it's not just one mile, it's many. With the industry-leading 90-day buy-and-try guarantee, you can test drive our tires for 90 days. Then if you're not fully satisfied with them, we'll refund or replace them for you. Whatever you drive, drive a Firestone. Conditions apply. See FirestoneTire.com for details. I always hear from our clients who hired another firm that they wish they'd hired DNA Financial first. Don't have regrets about your IRS tax case. Just hire the best in the first place. One owed $150,000 to the IRS and had spent thousands on another firm. We stopped the levies, negotiated a payment plan, and had their penalties forgiven. And while every case is different, we guarantee that we'll find your perfect resolution and get it done right. For a free consultation, call us at 866-201-0156. That's 866-201-0156. Then you can say, DNA DNA did did right right by me. me. KCAA Radio is proud to announce that the Tri-City Center in Redlands is our new home. We're fortunate to be located among some of the best businesses in the region. Among our neighbors are Ray Chiropractic, Brace Connection Orthodontist, Pain Solutions Medical Massage, Rent-A-Center, MVP Staffing Agency, Jenny Craig, Salon Centric, and many more. The Tri-City Shopping Center is located just off the I-10, between Alabama and the Tennessee exits in Redlands. The Tri-City Center is the mall with the heart. Hey guys, this is Andrew Caravella. Just wanted to let you know that KCAA has a new listener line for all of you that have a phone. Now you can listen to KCAA in the grocery store, in the doctor's office, or when you want to pretend you're on the phone with someone just so that creeper will leave you alone. Call 720-835-3099 today and listen to your favorite KCAA radio shows. That number again, 720-835-3099. KCAA radio, the station that leaves no caller or listener behind. Aaron here from On the Brink Morning Show, where we talk about all that is engaging in the Inland Empire. News, politics, business, family, things to do, and so much more. Join us weekdays from 6 to 7 a.m. on KCAA 102.3 FM, 106.5 FM, and 1050 AM, or on KCAARadio.com. Here at the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins, tune in Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. I'll show you how you can retire in five years or less, right here on KCAA, 1050 a.m., 102.3 FM, and 106.5 FM. Miss your favorite show? Download the podcast at kcaaradio.com. NBC News Radio Broadcasting Studios of KCAA, 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, and 106.5 FM. We're located in beautiful sunny California, and in parallel with the Turfs Up Radio Studio in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Thanks for tuning in, and you can find that at turfsupradio.com. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome from the NBC uh, News Station. How's everybody doing? Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man, and hey, it's great to have you back at the mic, Rob. It's nice. Santa Fe was great. Yeah. Wish you were there. Yes, I wish I was there too. At some points of uh, last week, but not all the time. But we're but I'm taking you somewhere next week. You are. We're going to be doing something next week. Absolutely, that'll be fun. 
I'm just checking with our engineer here if he's got somebody. He's still holding for it? Okay. Yeah, he's still holding. <laughs> anyway, we uh, got a couple things to talk about uh, real quickly sure. today. Uh, an announcement that we've been talking about for a while. We are going to have... Uh, extreme Water Makeover Contest. And this is for all the listeners in Orange County, California. And we're starting off uh, in different regions. And we're going to start off with Orange County. Then we'll move to uh, uh, Riverside and Los Angeles and San Bernardino and maybe San Diego and such. But we're starting off with this. We're in partners with the Municipal Water District of Orange County. And what the deal is... Yeah, so guys, what it is is a contest, right? And uh, it's like the old uh, extreme home makeover. But this is about water. So if you can just send us a shot of the front yard, whatever your front yard is, with a short narrative, like 300 words or so, right? I'll give you, uh, we'll give you the email of where to send that to in a bit. And you just tell us why in those 300 words that you need an extreme water makeover. So the goal is to make water more, uh, have you make water use your water more efficiently, and reduce your monthly water bill. Yeah, because water is getting expensive, and everything in Orange County and others go to this tiered rate. Tiered rate? System, and so they determine how much uh, space you have uh, in your yard. Square footage of uh, irrigated area. Right. Uh, How many people live in the house, or they have pets, and so forth. And then they figure out what your water budget is for the month, and if you use more than that, it bumps it up to double. If you have more than that, then it goes to triple. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, hey, let's get to the good part. I bet these guys are wondering what the prizes are. Well, what do you win? You get a lot of stuff. You get a complete uh, irrigation, new irrigation system put in, so it gets all updated. Uh, You get some EPA and water, EPA Water Sense and Energy Star in home appliances, and uh, you get some EPA certified low flow shower heads and toilets. Yeah, so not just outside the house with an irrigation system, but inside, inside as well. Yeah, right? So a real water tune-up, if you will. Yeah, because even though you have everything on the inside, 50% of your watering goes to the outside. Right. And so uh, so Toro is the main sponsor for uh, for that. But there's some other folks involved there, too, as well. So uh, Absolutely. Uh, obviously, it's Toro and the, and the Water Zone show because right. we're part of Toro. Right. Uh, Kellogg's Garden Products. Uh, appliances are going to come from Howard's Appliances, which is a big uh, local uh, company. They have 12 stores, I think, in the Southland, which is great. And Pearl's Premium uh, Grass Seed. And uh, so between all of us, uh, oh, and Home Depot. Oh, yeah, Home Depot. Don't forget Home the Home Depot. Depot. So we, we have a good crowd of people and, and companies that are going to be in with this. So uh, we're very excited. So, again, uh, you uh, send this uh, a picture of your front lawn and your landscape with 300 words why you need a, 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 an extreme water makeover. Send it to waterzone at toro.com. That's waterzone at toro, T-O-R-O, Com. The contest is, is open all the way through the last day of July, and then uh, we will pick the winner in uh, August, probably mid-August, because we have to validate the entries right. and go through all of that. So we have a little process we have to do, and the legal department says we got to do that. So uh, we're very excited about it, and it's, uh, it's, uh, we'll, we'll start off in Orange County. Right now they're pro- proposing to send it to 3.2 million residents 
Yeah, so it's a flyer that'll come, yeah. right? It'll, in their it, water it, bill from, be, the, yeah, from their water like, agency. Right. Fly, yeah, a little flyer in the water bill. Uh, and all the information that we just described to you is also uh, on that flyer, all the contest rules and regulations. So have fun, guys. Uh, get ready and pen- sharpen your pencil. And that's, and that's a good thing, so we appreciate that. Hey, I, uh, I got a, a little thing I'm going to do here, which Chris doesn't know about. It's nothing sneaky. Oh, you surprise me all the time. So <laughs> no, no, I'm no, not no, no, be, no. Yeah, the yeah. other day, I have to tell a story, and I promised this person he did, he did a favor. <clears throat> uh, he went above and beyond, and I want to give recognition to people who go above and beyond. Uh, my wife's tire went flat on the freeway. She got it pumped up by a tow truck. She got home. Uh, it leaked again. I brought it over to the place. They f- plugged it. They brought it home. Brought it, she brought it home. The next day, it went flat again. I brought it back to the thing. And, you know, it, it was. they said there was another hole and whatever. It got into a whole thing. But I got to tell you, there's a guy. He's a service manager, and I think he's on the line. Dan, are you there? Yeah, how's it going, man? Hey, I appreciate it. I told you I would I would have you on the show for a minute to to tell everybody that's listening, our forty thousand listeners plus, what a great job you did and how impressed I was and how professional you guys were to take care of that. And just so everybody knows, they gave me a new tire for free. I appreciate that. My wife appreciates that. And uh, Dan works. Dan, I want you to tell them about where you work and what you guys got going. Well, we're here at Anaheim Hills Pet Boys. Uh, we do everything from brakes to. Uh Taking engines apart, you know, anybody that wants to come in, we'll take care of them. You know, we, we're, my guys are here professional. Yep. And then, you know, we'll take anybody that wants to, we'll take care, we take care of anybody that wants to come in. Good. And uh, I, I was very impressed. Like I said, uh, you you guys went way above that you had to. And, and I certainly appreciate that. And I, that's why I told you, you know, I would certainly call you and have you on the have you on the air. And you're live right now. So. <laughs> that's an awesome story, Rob. You didn't tell me about that. That is a no. surprise. And Dan, great job, man. Congratulations yeah. to you. That. You guys have any specials going on this week? Uh, this week, yeah, we got uh, we also run that special by three going free on the Coopers and Kumos. So anybody needs tires, come right in. Great. Well, Dan, anything else you want to say to us? And uh, why don't you give your address? Yeah, the address here will be 8205 East Anaheim Canyon Road in the city of Anaheim. Yeah, it's between uh, Weir Canyon and Imperial Highway. And, uh, again, when you go there, see my new friend Dan. He's a super <laughs> guy. And he didn't have to do this, uh, uh, give me the tire and for free and do it. But his guys did a great job, and, and, and they're very honest, and that's what I appreciate. And he deserves to get an attaboy. So I'll applaud you right Ooh, here. Way to go, Dan. You got two people Good applaud job, you. buddy. So, appreciate anyway, that, man. Thanks a lot, Dan. And, and, um, oh, the engineer's giving him a thumb up, too. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you can, <laughs> and you can hear yourself uh, if you go to uh, kcaaradio.com tomorrow and go to the schedule thursday and click on that and then scroll down where it says water zone and you can hear yourself on the radio you'll hear the podcast it'll, re- it'll replay on podcast tomorrow dan all right man appreciate that okay. all right great Thank- rest of the day to you dan thanks a lot Bye-bye. all right uh so we got two things out of the way the next thing i want to do is bring in our most famous person that's right our, like our favorite uh maven. Person, right and the, pur- the purveyor of maven's notebook miss chris austin hi chris Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. Sorry I held us up for a minute, but I had to give the guy credit and, and do because he 
but no we, problem. I was writing down that email address, waterzone at toral.com, right? Perfect. So, because when you get out to L.A. County, oh, gosh, I bet I'm not eligible. But, boy, wouldn't I like an extreme <laughs> water makeover. Well, uh, it'll be coming, Chris, so, you know. <laughs> well, be, before we hit the news, I, you know, since I'm, I'm honored and humbled to sit and listen to both uh, uh, smart people in the water industry, such as you, Chris and Chris, <laughs> Chris Squared, uh, I, I had a couple of quickie questions for both of you. See if you can answer that. All right. So, what, do you, what do you call Another a surprise? Yeah. What do you call a dangerous amount of precipitation? Extreme precipitation. No. Other, no. Other Chris. He's hiding. He's hiding <laughs> the answers from me. I know. It's, it's a one-liner. I'm waiting. It's it's called the reign of terror. Why? All right, here's the second question. Oh, my gosh, he's got another one. I got, I got a couple more. What do you call a wet teddy bear? I don't know. Chris? <laughs> you got me. A drizzly bear. A drizzly bear. And the last one here is, how do you make holy water? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> you boil the hell out of it. <laughs> and and one and last one, just something to make you go, hmm. If smart water was actually smart, then why did it get bottled? <laughs> something to think about. I don't know. Something to I think. don't drink that smart water stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so as I said earlier, we're on this uh, new now um Turfs Up Radio, which is carrying us live, and if they're watching us, and, and uh, the head man over there, Mr. Gruner, uh, how you doing, Darren? Everything's going great here, and um, so we're going to bring uh, bring us the news here and what's happening, and I guess, uh, let, me, let me find my paper. I don't know, here. I can start it off if, you, if you're looking for something here, so no, I said, because, you know, as, as you know, I am, I, I am a, uh, I am a uh, are dedicated <laughs> reader uh, of Maven's Notebook, and so Chris, the, uh, you know, the thing that got, that Every week something strikes me as, uh, as very interesting, and this week it did as well. There was, uh, there was no mistake. So this time it was the whole uh, the NOAA fisheries report, right? So um, all, all the stuff that the, uh, the salmon spawn is, becoming to, is starting to come back with a little cooler waters offshore um, and things like that. And being an avid fisherman at the same time, I see that being represented in the uh, catch reports every day. Um, from uh, from from the different uh, fishery fishing guys you know, and the charters that go out, so so I see that happening. So I, I just wanted to give you a, a note of appreciation for putting that in your newsfeed this this week. And you're a fisherman. Oh yeah, too. and you know I while I I will confess I didn't dig into all the details. What I see here with the NOAA plan, and what I see here with what you know in general, what. Uh, all the fisheries management agencies are starting to move towards. It's like, you know, we're trying to get off this focus on one single species and what that single species might need and trying to go to a broader ecosystem approach where we're not trying to figure out what one species needs because it's been listed or whatever, but what what does the whole ecosystem need in order to be a better ecosystem that's a better habitat not just for one species right. but for all species right you know and when you focus on one species you know there are there are just kind of trade-offs in nature and things that just 
kind of control other things. And if you try to optimize for one for one particular species and what they need, then you're missing out on what a lot of others need. So it's really, I think, reflective of a broad sort of trying to steer the ship, be it an ocean liner, <laughs> but trying to steer people to, to stop thinking about just one single fish, like the Delta smelt or the spring one, spring run Chinook salmon on the you know, Sacramento River, and say, how can we achieve better overall ecosystem health? You know, what are the broader ecosystem processes? In Sharks, yeah, and predators, right? Yeah, and it, it brings other things, you know, other things around, too. You know? Yeah, so, yes. And, you know, also, interestingly enough, that warm, that warm blob of ocean water, they called it, I think, the the Pacific blob. I mean, that was also a factor in our weather that we had during that period of time because ocean temperatures in, in the atmosphere are highly interactive. You know, these are just all things sure. that, you know, we're just beginning to understand. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, there's so much to think about when you think about water and what it carries and what it does and, and the need. And I guess, I guess speaking of heat, uh, I heard Newsom, uh, Governor Newsom was catching some heat for using climate funds on drinking water. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, because he's really opened it up to um, some legal challenges. I mean, everybody wants, uh, you know, I think... I think it's hard to find someone out out there on the street that will tell you that they are against the state doing something about contaminated drinking water in these very poor, disadvantaged communities in the Central Valley. But you know, when we we have specific rules for spending specific funds, and when you you mix those rules up, you open yourselves up to a challenge. Yep. And, you know, the cap-and-trade funds were meant to be used for, you know, things that uh, were fighting climate resilience and contaminated drinking water in the Central Valley doesn't really fall under that category. So, no, but you know, I did, some but, people but are saying I, that, you know, this is not the way to do it. No, I, I, I understand that, but you know... The, the California government's been doing that for a lot of years, and and but at the end of the day, to me, I think the giving people who live here, and and the children and the older everybody needs to have clean water, period. And, and, uh, and, and you know, again, as I said before, it, we know how to deliver clean drinking water to people's houses. Right. It's not. There's no mystery in that. It's the issue just boils down to funding. Yep. So, you know, and, and how to fund it. And so the water agencies really kicked up a big fuss and fight over having a water tax put on everybody's bills. Um, and, they, and I mean, they had their reasons for it. Um, you know, it's a, it, it is a lot of accounting. And, you know, way, way back when, when Maven wasn't Maven, then, you know, my personal development <laughs> 1.0. I worked as a full charge bookkeeper 
And I know what it's like to have to fill out those forms for the government when you collect the tax. You know, there's there's a reporting thing and deadlines and also I mean it's a whole it, it's a whole thing. And and they also, you know, said, Well, if you bring up uh you know, if you start putting this tax on for this then it will just open the door for other taxes to be put on it for for other things, and people are very opposed to taxes, I guess, and you know, which is understandable. Um, you know, the, the thing in my mind that I see is that you know we live in a state where we have run um, infrastructure, so we can take a drop of water that originates at the our northern border in the Klamath Basin, and we can literally. Uh, transport it all the way down to San Diego. And there are impacts for moving that water, impacts to habitat, to species, to communities along the way. And we have never taxed um, the people who receive that water. Instead, you know, ecosystem restoration or trying to fix these impacts for transporting this water all around the state and mostly to Southern California or to Central Valley Agriculture, um, two major, you know, users, users of water. Yeah. We've shipped this around, but we never charge them. Instead, we make the whole state pay by making this part of our general fund or general obligation bonds that the whole state pays. Right. So there are those that argue that having a public good charge on water that is uh, extracted and diverted to other parts of the state, and and that charge would go for, you know, paying for the restoration of these places where we take the water from. I mean, that's not necessarily, I mean, to me, um, you know, <laughs> I hate to give opinions on anything, but that does not sound unreasonable to me, but it's not been in place. And and there's a lot of resistance to putting such a thing on place in yeah. place, you know. So, well, well, you know, there's, you know, my my personal thing is that there's lots of things that are happening in, in this state that I think shouldn't go forward, and there's millions and billions of dollars that I won't go into what that is. We all know what that is, uh, the train. And anyway, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, the train to nowhere. You know, the train to nowhere. But uh, I'll repeat that twice. But uh, <laughs> sorry about that. But but well, you, you know, know. So I got to tell you, if you driven through Fresno recently, um, I mean, what they have built for this train is immense. Yes. I I am just like okay. I mean, I I'll, I'll admit I was never a fan of that of that uh, bullet train. But I also look at this whole mess in Fresno, and I'm like, what the hell are you going to do with this? It's, you know? And it's still not a high-speed track. And it just goes to the women's prison. So any, I guess any any guy who wants to go see his girlfriend in the prison can go up and do that. But, but I, I just see Chris is laughing here. I, I, I seriously think that if they, like I've always said, take the top five things that the state needs to take care of and take care of those and then move the next one up in line to do it. Because... You know, I don't care who these people are, where they're from, legal, illegal, whatever. They're human beings. And if we can't give, and, and, and plus, the EPA and, and all the laws say they have to have clean water. So somebody needs to take care of it. And I know it's expensive, absolutely expensive. But 
phenomenally expensive, yeah, they, actually. Yeah. They need to sit down, like everything else in this country, and put the politics aside and get down to helping, um, helping the people that are here, period. And that's on both sides. So I'm, I'm neutral in that. So, Chris, what strikes you this week in, the, uh, in Maven's notebook as uh, rising to the top of the list? Well, um, you know, I guess the you know the focus on trying to implement the groundwater management uh, continues. Um, you know, actually, you know, although I guess I guess what I should talk about is not not really what's happening, but you know what we're all waiting for. And if you're a donor or a sponsor, then you get this newsletter that I send out every mo- every Monday morning. And I, and ever since that, you know, Newsom sort of pulled the plug a little bit on the Delta tunnels, just a little bit. There's not going to be two. Um, apparently, it's only going to be one. But I mean, work continues. <laughs> you know, you may think it's dead, but it's not. Dead. They still have, uh, like, the, the Delta Conveyance Design Construction Authority is still having meetings, and they're working on designing now a one-tunnel system that fits with Newsom's uh, plans. Uh, but, you know, so the Delta tunnels, they aren't dead, but, you know, we're not, there's not a lot going on right now to watch for them. But I was reminded that... Um, you know, we actually have something big coming up, which is the biological opinions uh, that are about to be issued for the state water project and the federal, you know, Central Valley water project. Now, they did this reconsultation process on the biological... Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol... Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Opinions on the operations of these water projects to comply with endangered species regulations. And these had not been revised in like 10 years. So, you know, it was a big deal. And then the Trump administration put out a memo and they put some very strict uh, time limits on this meaning, you know, strict not in long, but in short. And they gave uh, their federal agencies just like two months to complete the first step uh, to redo these biological opinions, which they delivered just in the nick of time on January 31st. And then they have 135 days from January 31st uh, to issue the biological opinion. 
and the Trump administration has been very aggressive. Seems like everything's we're waiting on, but that's that's life here in California, and I guess it's that way all over the country. Yeah, I don't know that we're exclusive in that. No, no, I don't think so either. <laughs> yeah, in 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 that realm. Well, anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, Chris, uh, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, oh, we were going to ask you, and we figured we'd do it yes, on don't air. Don't forget. Next week, Chris, Chris here, and I are going to be at a cocktail party with Wyland at the at his uh, studio in Laguna Beach, and we were going to uh, do a live show with that. And Ingie's going to join because it's an ag week. But would you like to be on that with? And and you can get to talk and uh, talk with Wyland and ask him anything you want. Um, sure. Yeah. I, uh, you know. I have to think about what that would be. But. Oh. <laughs> That's why we're giving you a little notice on the air and putting you on the spot. But no, yeah. you're more than welcome we to do, do that. that. And and you you would do your your port your your weather your uh, news uh, California news water part. news. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so anyway, we gotta we gotta take a little break and go to our commercials. And our next guest is waiting. But Chris, thank you again. Don't forget, everybody listening, please go to mavensnotebook.com. You can donate. You can be a subscriber. You can sign up for free email service and enjoy the convenience of receiving all of the notebooks issues and everything that's happening on a daily basis. So check it out. It's the best news in California for water. Have a great week, Chris. You too. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Bye-bye. We'll be back in just a second. Actually, two minutes. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, K292FQ Riverside, and K293CF Moreno Valley. If you knew there was a pipe cement that works better than the one you're currently using, is better for you and the environment, and costs the same or less, would you buy it? Oh, no-brainer, right? Weldon, the trusted leader in solvent cements for over 60 years, is pleased to introduce a new line of solvent cements that does all that. Introducing the Eco-Series line of solvent cements for PVC piping systems. Not only does it work great and set fast, it also has 30% lower solvent emissions and less smelly fumes, a better workplace environment when you're installing pipes. But don't just take our word for it. Eco-Series products are the only solvent cements that are Green Seal certified for environmental innovation for effective performance, improved working conditions, and for use with potable water. Now available in a medium-bodied, fast-setting blue formula, 905 Eco, and a regular-bodied, fast-setting clear formula, 900 Eco. Pick up a can today from your local distributor and see, smell, and feel the difference, just like Joe Sweat, president of Sunrise Irrigation, did. He said, after using Weldon's 905 Eco, we immediately noticed the application was smooth and there was noticeably less odor than other blue solvent cements on the market. The guys love it. To learn more about eco-solvent cements from Weldon, visit the website at www.weldon.com or call the Technical Service Hotline at 877-477-8327. That's 877-477-8327. They love you. They love you not. They love you. Satisfying your customers, it's a full-time job. Want an easy way to make them happy? Try having your ornamentals delivered straight to the job site with Nursery Direct. Could save you and your clients a pretty peony. Think about it, instead of driving to the nearest nursery, picking up the order, and then driving to the job site, the crew's able to begin work right away. That cuts time and labor. 
savings you can pass on to your customers. And you can get your plants delivered direct, even if you don't have a nursery branch in your area. Here's another quick tip. Keep a substitutions list on standby for every project. So your team knows what to do in case a plant isn't in stock. Because there's nothing customers appreciate more than a project that finishes on time and on budget. They love you. They really love you. Aww. Well, welcome back to the second half of the Water Zone with Christian Robin. Uh, we're having a great day. Uh, lots of lots of stuff we talked about. Don't forget the people living in Orange County, California. We have this extreme water makeover contest. All you do is send a photo of your front yard along with a short. Uh, Chris is showing it, but they can't read it. It's too far away yeah, from the camera. Away. Too far away. And I can't read the I can't read the script because you took it from me. <laughs> took it away you from took it from me. Uh, just tell us why you need extreme water makeover. The goal is to use water more efficiently and and to help reduce your monthly water bill. Get a complete front yard irrigation system update. Get EPA and water sense uh, in home appliances and uh, some low flow shower heads and low flow toilets for free. So uh, all you do is do that and send 300 words uh, why you need it. Waterzone at toro.com. All right, that's great. Well, now we're going to talk about something that really bugs me. <laughs> anyway, why we said that is we have a gentleman named Steve Hazard, who's principal of a company called Organic Control, and we want to welcome Steve to the show. He's also, I have to say, uh, he is a uh, uh, Green Industry Hall of Fame inductee. Yeah, he so, is. As, so, uh, as, as are you, Rob Stone. Well, I didn't care about me. I wanted to make it to him. Oh. He's, he, he deserves He's been in it longer than I have. So, Steve, welcome to the show. Um, that your mom grew a victory garden, and a lot of people uh, weren't, weren't around or they don't remember we were too young to what a victory garden was. Can you kind of explain that and how you got interested in all of this? Yeah, uh, I was born right after World War II, and uh, so some of my earliest memories are my mother taking me by the hand and walking me through her garden and telling me that this used to be a victory garden um, because people were encouraged during the war to grow their own food, um, which she did. And um, so I uh, just would always remind me growing up that uh, that was her victory garden where she grew a lot of food and cake during those uh, years. Uh, anybody who was around during World War II yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't even a twinkle in my mom's eye at that time, <laughs> or my dad's. <laughs> so I got a question for you. Then this is uh, this is Chris Steve, and, and uh, I'd like to give you a welcome to the show. So uh, a little bit about you, if you will. I mean, you know, uh, what spurred in the in the younger days, or way back when, or you maybe you can give us a timeline and a history of that. You've already you've already told us uh, sort of when, but but what kind of got you interested? In this, you know, did you collect bugs? Did you study them? You know, what what kind of spurred this whole thing for you personally? How'd you yeah, get How'd you get you know, bitten into this? Yeah, right. But now they get the bite. Um, you know, I absolutely was not interested in bugs uh, as a kid. Um, I was more interested in building things and stuff. But uh, um, my original partners and I heard about a guy who was growing beneficial insects uh, for the agricultural market. And this was a few years after the book Silent Spring had come out, and so people were just starting to become aware um, of what we were doing to our environment by putting so much uh, chemicals into it. And um, so we thought that if we provided um, beneficial insects for the home gardeners, that, uh, wow, people would be just really excited and beat a path to our door. 
exactly work out quite like that, but we did, uh, we did continue to grow. And, um, so now we supply beneficial insects to gardens uh, all over the country. Well, you've said, uh, I've heard people say, hey, you know, the only good bug is a dead bug. So <laughs> when yeah. you hear that saying, what, what happened? What, is, what does that strike in your mind? When, when we started the company, that, that was kind of a popular phrase at the time. Um, a, a gardener's goal was to rid their yard of any bugs at all. But, um, but we soon realized that, that if you do that, then you have no defense for the pest. You know, you've got all this great food for the pest and nothing to keep the pest. So um, what we learned was that really what we want is a balance of good bugs and bad bugs. And then... Um, then you'll have a, uh, an army in your yard to uh, attack when dead pests do come in or their numbers rise. So the ideal thing is to have sort of a balance of, uh, of good bugs and bugs going on all the time. Uh, and then you won't have any uh, big outbreaks of, uh, of things being eaten. Do you find that most homeowners don't know the difference of bugs? They just say, hey, we got bugs and go get spray and they spray it? Well, that used to certainly be true, but um, in the last few years, people have really become uh, much more environmentally aware. Um, they're really, especially with uh, kids, pets in the yard, people have become really hesitant to use these kind of chemicals. So they really are looking for alternatives. Um, so when typically when they go to the nursery and say, well, I've got aphids, but what can I do with it? I don't want to use the chemicals because I've got kids out in the yard. Then um, they'll learn about beneficial insects. Yeah, I think some of the, the young, well, I, I shouldn't say this, but I, I would, I would kind of think more of the younger people are starting to get into the, the healthy the healthy thing, like for their dogs, you know, don't give them uh, food with yeast in it and, and you know, uh, you know uh, grass-fed and what's all the, no, you know, GMAs and yeah. all, GMOs, I mean, and all of those things. I think people are starting to look at what they eat, what's around them. And, you know, we understand why, you know, I, I, I learned a lot why organic food costs so much or more, okay? There is, yeah. there is a difference because they don't get the same level of quantities of, uh, of uh, crops because they don't use the chemicals which, which help, help get more out, but they also contaminate some of the things and it's not that healthy for you. So I do, I do respect, and, and I got to admit, there is a different taste to, to fruits and vegetables that are organically grown versus uh, regular. I, I see that in, at home with my wife when she uh, she goes out and buys that stuff. I also agree with you, Steve, when you say that people in general have become more environmentally, uh, they, they've got a greater capacity for understanding of uh, of what happens in their own backyards, right? And you know, kids and dogs and all that stuff, and they just and and they want to be more careful. So uh, that that must have helped helped along the way for you guys. Yeah, it uh, that awareness has really helped a lot. And plus, uh, people find out that it's really fun uh, to release the beneficial insects in their yard. Um, uh, just, you know, having kind of a, an, an active living garden is just great. Uh, when there's a lot of bugs around, you know, you get more birds uh, coming around. And, and um, you know, one of the most popular beneficial insects, of course, is ladybugs. Kids love to uh, watch ladybugs uh, crawl around and fly. And so just, just the whole process of aware of what's going on in your garden, kind of, uh, I don't know, one of our phrases is we want to work with Mother Nature instead of against her. So, right. so by 
kind of releasing beneficial insects in your yard. You're kind of helping work with Mother Nature uh, do things the way she's been doing it for thousands and millions of years. So uh, we're just giving her a little helping hand. When, when uh, I had a question, but I'll ask you that later. On. But do do you find that bugs get uh, get a, uh, create more of a resistance towards chemical over time? You know. Yeah, like, absolutely. Um, when when you go and, and spray chemicals in your yard to control a pest, um, you're probably going to kill like 95 percent of, of the insects that you're trying to kill. But um, a few of them will survive, and the reason they survive. Is because they're somehow a little different than all the rest. Somehow they were they were genetically a little different than the rest. And so those survive, and those are the ones that breed. So then the next time uh, you go to use that chemical, you're probably going to have to use more of it or a stronger version of it. And again, you're going to kill 95%, but the, the ones that survive, again, are going to be stronger than all the rest. So what you do when, when you're using chemicals to control pests, you're constantly stronger and stronger pests um, until eventually you won't be able to control them at all. With this. Right, one, right. One of the nice things about using beneficial insects is that the pests cannot build up a resistance to being eaten. Right. So it's, like, it's like that old 1950s movies where they did radiation into the ground and the spiders got big. Do you remember, you remember that, Chris? Oh, yeah. Steve, did you ever see that? Love that kind yeah. of old style, <laughs> old style uh, <laughs> horror movies. That's yeah. the movie. Yeah. The movies now where the, where the yeah. ants get real big and they make that noise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I had nightmares about that uh. for months after I saw that. Yeah. So, Steve, even with a greater awareness out there, you know, of, 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 of homeowners in their, in their backyard, um, do you still see an overutilization of chemicals in the, in the uh, home gardening uh, market? Not nearly as much as we used to, just because of that increased awareness. It's still, people, you know, when they see bugs, they want to reach give them gratification. Using beneficial insects takes a little longer and a little more patience, but, but people just um, have become so environmentally aware, concerned um, about what they're putting into their environment, into the, to the ground, and into their body that, uh, that you don't right. see that nearly as much. Right. So given, given uh, not just the resistance of bugs to, uh, to the use of chemicals over time, are there, are there other bad effects of using chemicals other than the resistance? Well, just the fact that they're going into the soil and, uh, and, and staying in the soil. Uh, and um, as they kill the pests, they also kill good bugs. And, uh, right. Again, which you want to have as many good bugs in your yard as possible that balance. Yeah. Beneficial uh, insects, yeah. I would yeah. assume you can probably get runoff if they if they do excess irrigation and that, yeah, that uh, washes down to down the drains to the ocean and everywhere else. Yeah, that's more of a concern agriculturally than for a home gardener, but but it does yeah apply even to the home gardener. So so as as a company who sells these, do you um, what's the right word here? Do you reproduce them? I mean, do you have a... Uh, <laughs> you yeah, know, we grow them. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, didn't, I didn't know the right word to, to use at that point, but... Yeah, you could say that we rear them, or, uh, but yeah, basically okay. we grow them. Okay. Uh, now, there's some insects we can't grow, um, and one of the most popular ones is uh, ladybugs. Uh, we can't grow. Um, we have tried over the years, uh, but there's some kind of an enzyme or 
something in a live case that triggers egg laying. Hmm. Never been able to duplicate, so, so we have to uh, depend on collecting those uh, in the wild. But most uh, most of our products, uh, beneficial insects, uh, can grow in uh, what are called sectors, uh, places that uh, grow bugs. So are these like big gigantic tanks and things that you put them in, or D- different things? Uh, some insects uh, like uh, uh, insects that like. So, Steve, for our for our listeners, can you is there sort of a short list? You know, a pros and cons, a good bad good bugs and a bad bugs list that you can kind of tell our listeners about in terms of uh, uh, what's good and what's bad. Um, common yeah, names. Sure. Uh, the, probably the most common garden pest that uh, people encounter are aphids. Um, aphids. You grow roses in your yard. You probably see aphids uh, on the stems of the plants. They, uh, they do is they suck the sap out of the plants and. Uh, so uh, a great uh, solution to that is that favorite bug about everybody, the ladybug. Um, a ladybug can eat uh, up to 50 aphids a day. Um, and they can do this both in their larval stage and their adult stage. Um, they have pinchers, just kind of like that movie Them we were talking about earlier, where the ants had <laughs> big mandibles and they come up and, and, and uh, grab people. And, uh, ladybugs actually do the same thing. They're a pretty fierce insect if, if you are another insect. They will come up, pierce the body of an aphid, suck all the fluid out, and then go on to the next one. That's how they can many. Um, so, so they are a great uh, bug used for aphid control. And an even better one is something called a green lace. Uh, that's uh, also pretty common uh, in Southern California. You see them flying around in the evening. And they look like small uh, green butterflies with lacy wings. And in their larval stage, they can eat um, up to a thousand aphids a day, twenty times one ladybug. Hmm. And um, so that's why they get the name uh, aphid line. Now, do you when you when you grow these beneficial ones, do you give them the bad ones to eat to make them grow? Um, or they have to have some like, other kind of foods, or yeah, we we have found uh, foods that we can grow uh, that they will eat as well as. So, um, you know, talking about bugs and stuff, you know, there's lots of worms in the ground. Are worms beneficial to the garden? Or? Yeah, worms are just are terrific for the garden because uh, one, of the, one of the amazing things about worms is that they never sleep. They, they burrow 24 hours a day. So if you're going to sleep tonight, you can think about all the worms around the world that are just burrowing away. Hmm. And, and while they're doing that, they, uh, they create uh, tunnels behind them which help aerate the soil, so they allow oxygen in the air to get down into the soil and get to the roots of the plant. So um, that is one of their great benefits. Uh, plus, as they eat, 
they, they take uh, long organic molecules and kind of break them down into shorter organic molecules, which are more digestible by uh, plants. So the roots of plants uh, make better use of nutrients that are in the yard. So they have that benefit as well. And then uh, another benefit is that they, the enzymes that they use to break down their food and digest it um, kind of stays in their poop, if you will, uh, which is often referred to as casting. And, um, and if, when a plant uh, sucks up these casts, their roots, and, and gets into the sap, um, when an insect like, say, a white fly tries to suck the sap out of that plant and it finds this enzyme in there, it will leave immediately because it knows dissolve it, extracellular. So um, a, a great way to control white fly, for instance, is to eat a plant, say a hibiscus, attacked by white fly. Um, a, a parasite is something that uh, will lay its egg inside of a host, and then its egg hatches and feeds on the host. Um, so a good example of that is something called a, a trichogramma wasp. Um, we actually don't use that wasp. First time, first time I saw one of those horn things, it was on my wife's tomato plants, and yeah. she grabbed me to come outside. It's a gigantic caterpillar with a horn on top, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I never saw that. I, I think it was about two years ago was the first time I ever seen one in person. It was uh, kind of weird looking. <laughs> yeah, they they are they're just really kind of gross looking, and they're big. You know, about the size of your little finger. Yeah, and and so it's always amazing to me that this little tiny uh, flying insect. assume then the pollinators are things like bees and things like that that come and pollinate the, the, yeah, th the uh, three pieces of bugs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pollinators can be almost any insect that moves from flower to flower and transfers uh, pollen. And of course, the one we're most familiar with are honeybees. Um, there's actually two kinds of uh, bees in the world. There's the social bees um, solitary bees. And, uh, and most of the bees in the world are solitary bees. We are most familiar with uh, social bees because um, they do such a great job of making honey, uh, which we really like, mm -hmm. and uh, they do a great job of pollinating and making transport it. So uh, people raise honeybees and transport them around to the fields to help with uh, pollination. Right, right. But, well. but there's the solitary bees are the ones that we're actually here 
and they actually, on an individual basis, do a better job at uh, one uh, mate species, which is an example of a solitary species, uh, can do the pollinating work of 120 honeybees. And, and the reason for that is because um, honeybees, when they go flower to flower, gathering pollen and nectar, they have little sacks on their hind legs, and they stuff the pollen and nectar in those sacks and carry it back to the hive. But uh, the solitary bees don't have a hive, they don't have a queen, they, they operate individually. And so as they go from uh, flower to flower, and the, the pollen sticks to the hairs on their body, uh, they, don't, they don't really carry it back to the nest. They just let it stay there. So they just do a, a really efficient job of spreading all this pollen around. So uh, that's why one of the insects that we sell uh, is, is this mason bee, because it does just such a great job of uh, pollen. All right. Well, Steve, you weren't here at the beginning of the show, but Rob gave us a bunch of riddles, so I'm going to get I'm going to take an opportunity to get back to back at him here, man. <laughs> how, how do bree How do bees brush their hair? Uh, yeah, come okay. on, come on. I'll, they I'll use a honeycomb. Oh. <laughs> okay, you got me. So All you're, right. You're even. Oh, I feel vindicated. You're even. Hey, Steve, um, so just a couple quick quick last questions here. Um, people can attract these good these good insects by certain plants, I think like rosemary, lavender, and goldenrod and stuff, and, and they can also buy them, obviously, from you. What types do you sell, and how do, how do they sell? I know we did a thing with Western Municipal Water District, and they released 25,000 ladybugs, ladybugs, not bugs, and I said to them, how do you know you got 25,000 of them? So what, do you sell them by the pound, or you sell them by the... <laughs> I can't see you counting one by one and loading them up. Uh, so, well, just to make sure I understood your question, we do not sell plants. Um, no, no, no. I said, but there's plants that attract yeah. good, good bugs. But I know people can buy these beneficial bugs from you. But, and yeah. how do you package them, and how do you know how many's in a bag or a box or carton or whatever you sell them in? Yeah. Well, like ladybugs, which is our most well-known product, uh, we actually do that by volume. <laughs> when, we're, when we're packaging uh, bugs, they're, they're uh, in a bucket. There will be like uh, you know, 100,000 ladybugs in a bucket, and we take a scoop and put them in. Know uh, very closely how many bugs are in each poop because the volume that they take up is always the same. So it's like going to 31 flavors. Say, I want one scoop or two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> how do people go ahead? No, I was going to say, how can people reach your company and get more information? Um, our website is organiccontrol.com, um, and they can learn all, about all kinds of our uh, bugs we sell and, and tests as well. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.